Welcome to the Dr. Wayne Dyer Radio Podcast. Discover the wisdom and remarkable insights of Dr. Dyer, world-renowned spiritual teacher and foremost authority on how the power of your mind creates your world. I was reading, uh, I was listening to uh, Bill Maher uh, last week um, on his show in real time on HBO. Oh, yeah. And uh, he's talking about a statistic. It it, uh, was in relationship to um, the death of uh, Whitney Houston. Um, and, uh, there was just this alarming statistic. I don't think I talked about it on the show, um, that, um, he was interviewing that Dr. Drew from CNN, you know, the, the sure. guy who does Dr. The Drew rehab Pinsky. thing. Pinsky, yeah. Um, he's quite a guy. He's very, very knowledgeable. Uh, and they were talking about the, um, this statistic, which is re- really alarming to me. They said that the United States comprises 5% of the world's population. Um, and yet, and we consume fifty-six uh, percent of the of the pain pills, uh, of all of the pills that that are produced, uh, you know, for uh, taking care of pain. All of the oxycontins, all of the not just those, but all of them. Uh, and I was thinking, I wonder what what is it about uh, living in, the, you know, the most uh, uh, <clears throat> the wealthiest and the and supposedly the the, the, the best country in the world, the uh, country where democracy is supposed to be flourishing, where a country where we have so many things available for us and the, certainly one of the highest standards of living in the world. What is so, what is so painful about, uh, you know, that, that, that we have to consume 56 percent? Uh, that's almost two-thirds of the, of the, uh, of the uh, pain pills that are produced in the world. What's so painful about living uh, and we have we have so much. Um, maybe it is that we just have so much, and, um, and and because when I look at what's happening so often in our country, with you know, especially with the uh, uh, with you know, the increase in obesity, the numbers of people that are just so. Just this morning, I was I was I just came in for, from a swim from the ocean, and I was looking at just at some of the people walking by, and I was looking at almost every person walking by was 20, 30, 40, 50 pounds more. Um, than than they would need. You could just see it's like, what are we doing to ourselves? And I just keep thinking it, it it's it's not just in uh, in those physical kind of things. I think it's in our emotional states as well that uh, we just absolutely we're looking to, outside to, ourselves. Yeah. To take away. And the I pain. saw. It, I, I was reading the New York Times this early this morning, um, and there was a. Uh, there's a congress a congresswoman from uh, Florida. I'm not sure what her name was, but she was trying. To, she was sponsoring a bill to um, put restrictions on uh, what kind of foods that uh, people can buy with food stamps. You know, which which are, um, uh, I, I guess, I don't know what. I'm not exactly sure what food stamps are, because I know they're provided by the government for people for low people who have low income. Uh, uh, so that they can buy food and that they can't they can't go in there and they can't buy tobacco and they can't buy alcohol and so on with them. I guess they have those kind of restrictions. And, and they want to put in some other kind of restrictions where that you don't put candy in, you know, so some people can't eat candy and, and uh, potato chips and, you know, greasy foods and the kinds of foods that we just seem to be consuming in such large amounts. Um, and the Coca-Cola company and Kraft Foods and so many of these uh, fast food co- companies who produce... And they were using a statistic in there. They said in the last decade, they have a- added 150 pounds of sugar for every single person in America being consumed in a decade. 
150 pounds extra for every single person. Um, and it, it's like that statistic, along with the idea that we, we uh, you know, we're all in such pain. Uh, we're all stressed, so stressed out, so that we, we're, we're taking pain pills to overcome our pain and, you know, and uh, antidepressant pills. Uh, and yet uh, and here we are, uh, you know, uh, consuming, you know, so much sugar. And it's like there's not enough of us going within and saying, my goodness, I'm content. I'm peaceful where I am. It's like I want to live in a more peaceful state. And 60 Minutes, I was also, I mean, all of these things sort of came together. I just wanted to mention them all on the show here this morning, was that they were they did a show last week on uh, placebos. Did you happen to see that show? No, I wish I would have, because I've read a yeah, lot about it. It's so fascinating. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating show, and I'm sure if you if you went on, on YouTube, you can find it. Um, and they were interviewing, they were talking about the... Uh, the um, the number of antidepressant pills that people are taking in our society, and uh, the, the the woman who was interview uh, was interviewing this this uh, this man, uh, Leslie Stahl, was saying, um, "Well, I he was saying that um, antidepressant pills, uh, um, pain pills, and so on, that they really don't do anything." Uh, uh, and she said, "Well, wait a minute. I know people who take antidepressants that's really helped them." Oh, he said, "I didn't say that the antidepressant pills don't help people to overcome their depression." He said, but the chemicals that are in the pills are not the thing that is doing it. And he went on to show that uh, it's statistically uh, insignificant, the difference between placebos and, uh, and these actual pills. So that it's the belief that people have that this pill is going to take away their depression or take away their pill um, or take away their sadness and so on. And it, rather than the chemical that's in it, and he was just showing a, a, a lot of really hard evidence that uh, these uh, these drugs that we are just consuming and consuming and consuming in such large amounts uh, are not the things that uh, are uh, helping us to cope with our life at all. Uh, the, the pills are, but the, it's just the suggestion that um, you know that that I that I believe that something that I'm taking is um, is going to do it for me, and that suggestion, that belief that I have in the in this thing that I'm putting into my body is more, much more significant than the chemicals that happen to be located inside of the pills themselves. So all of those things have just got me thinking about, uh, the, especially with the release of my book tomorrow, Wishes Fulfilled, that if we go within and start to begin to use the power of our imagination and begin to see ourselves as, uh, as capable of attracting and manifesting and putting into our into our world and into our imagination anything that we want and assuming the feeling of that and living from that place that uh, we have so we are so much more powerful as uh, as uh, as beings of light than um, than we ever give ourselves credit for and we're always as you said today we're looking for something outside of ourselves some some kind of a placebo whether it's in our food or whether it's in our pills that we take or our antidepressants or our pain pills whatever we've just gotten ourselves to a place where we just don't rely upon ourselves and we rely on all these things outside of ourselves and it's what causes us to be depressed it's what causes us to be sad it's what causes us to be overweight uh, it, it causes us to uh, <clears throat> you know to, to to live a life of discontent so find that God within yourself and that's the book I'm working on now in my life. It might be, it's, it's going to be a very powerful book. I'll probably won't do it till next year sometime, but uh, it's on divine love and uh, really treasuring your own 
divine capacity for manifesting the kind of life that you really and truly want and living from that place of love. Meanwhile, wishes fulfilled will be out tomorrow and people will be able, be able to change some of these, uh, these habits that are just taking us down a, a crazy path. Absolutely. Anyway. Just those thought patterns. And you say in the mm. book, you know, everything that now exists was once imagined. You know, and just right. think about that. I mean, it's, like, mm. it's a lot of things. Flying, well, and you know. Which, which means if, uh, if you want to have something exist in your life, whatever it might be, you must be able to first imagine it. It always starts with your imagination. It starts in your mind. Um, and that's what a placebo really is. It's, a, it's placing something into your mind, a belief that says this thing is going to change, and your body begins to react to the thought that this is something that's going to heal you rather than the chemicals that are in there because your body is perfectly capable of producing whatever chemicals you need to keep yourself content and away from depression and away from stress and away from anxiety and, and so on. And it's always interesting when you watch that 60 Minutes piece, it was interesting to see them when they interviewed the psychiatrists who were, who were um, prescribing these pills in such large, large numbers. You know, the average psychiatrist used to see under 100 patients. Now they see over 1,500 patients, How you, which means they spend an average amount of time of just three or four minutes talking to their patients because basically you go to the psychiatrist, you answer the questions, you talk for just a couple of minutes, and then you get a prescription, and it's basically a... Uh, it's, a, it's, just, it's just pushing drugs, basically. That's what psychiatry has become. And that isn't just my opinion. That's the New York Times did a whole study on that. Something like 90% of psychiatric practices are now just, uh, just administering, uh, you know, drugs for uh, that. Um, giving out the meds. It's a, a big business. Yeah, and, there's, I mean, and, and there's a real question about whether there's any, these, anything in these chemicals are doing anything to help people at all. So try a placebo. Stuff. Yeah, it really is. So you're anyway, ready to, to let, chat with yeah, some manifestors out there? Yeah, let's talk to there. some people out there. Let's, <laughs> let's see who's out there, and let's, uh, let's, let's, this is an exciting time for me. Um, the idea that this new show is going to be airing uh, on 95% uh, of the country, and it's going to air, by the way, 1,500 times in the month of March. That's how many times it is scheduled, the three-hour PBS show on Wishes Fulfilled. Wow. Um, to me, that's like uh, such a wonderful opportunity to to use the uh, airwaves to bring into the homes of people a message that uh, you don't have to rely on something outside of yourself. Who you are is capable of manifesting anything you place your attention on. Well, I'm looking okay. forward to seeing it. So yeah. let's start with Jenny. Let's head to line two, and she's calling from <clears throat> California. And this seems a good question since we're talking about the new book and, and manifesting, and she had a question about that. Welcome to the show, Jenny. You're on with Dr. Wayne Dyer today. Thank you. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Dr. Dyer. Very nice to hear you. Likewise. Well, I have been practicing manifestation for quite some time. I have read probably almost everything you've written. I've got your DVDs. I love everything. And I've spoken to you once before. We have a ladies' group every week, and we've been working with, um, for the last year and a half, we've been working with uh, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, um, the Dow. And right. we do, yeah, we love it. We do a lesson every week, and we have to apply it all week long. I have done very well in certain areas, and in other areas, I've crashed. I've had a horrendous run. Even my spiritual counselor, she just kind of scratches her head and says, 
I have really never mm. met as such an old soul that has gone through so much. And I lost my ranch. I have four horses. I run professional rodeo when I can. It's been quite a long time. But I also have a business. I've lost two of my stores, and I'm down to one. So as you can see, the income is just almost mm -hmm. nil now. And I work. I, so I'm feeling very trapped, and I'm trying to keep those thoughts away from me, but I have those moments where I go, Okay, I'm trying to say my gratitudes, but I'm right now hating my life. And there's another life out there that I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to start an equine swim center to heal performance horses, you know, mm. get their legs healed back because I've lived through this with mine. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's my calling. I truly do. And I can't get there. And I actually had my company uh, after 30 years for sale and sold it. Um, gosh, it's been about five years, and then the market was crashing, and the people backed out, and it was like my whole world slipped through my fingers. And I'm, so I've lost everything. I've sold trucks, trailers, horses, um, and then one of my really good horses died because I couldn't afford the insurance. So I'm down to four, and one old guy is 30, and all I'm trying to do is keep my head above water every single mm. day. And I and I feel blessed in so many ways, but in other ways, I feel so cheated. Mm. Well, I would take yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would take the I would take the thoughts away from the uh, being cheated. I mean, I I know I mean I know this is going to sound like it's just Pollyanna and so on, but uh, you know, I always thought Pollyanna was such a great character because she came to town and. <laughs> You know, and uh, after she yes. was there for just a few months, uh, everybody in the town was, uh, you know, happy and laughing and so on. And it's like so that and, and my added my Pollyanna -ish attitude about all of this is that, um, you know, look, stay focused on the blessing. Stay and, 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 and don't be evaluating the success of your life on the basis of all of this stuff. Uh, on the basis of things coming and going and disappearing and di not disappearing and horses dying and being sick and all of that. Um, yeah, yeah. But, you know, but instead of, you know, just like being in a, just, I don't know, just a state of, uh, a state of appreciation. And, uh, you know, like Rumi said, sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. Yeah. So let's see who we can go to next. I think mm -hmm. uh, line nine looks good. John in San Francisco. And John, Hello. thanks for holding. Welcome to the show. Hi, Dr. Dyer. Hi, Diane. Hi. Um, hi, Dr. Dyer. I read a book. Um, Did you? Your recommendation. Yes, I was actually one of the ones who left um, a review on Amazon. And oh. on your Facebook page, her Facebook page, I tweeted about it. I, everyone I mm. come in contact with, I tell them about it. It was the most oh, amazing, so... amazing, amazing book ever. <laughs> Isn't, oh, I'm so glad to hear you say that. What was What impressed you about it? Um, it was probably uh, helping to take away the fear of dying. Mm. Um, you know, for me personally, that's always a big fear. And just what she experienced in her near-death experience was so beautiful. And what she was told, and my mantra has become, live life fearlessly. So it's, it, I, was, I was just completely blown away by the book and her story and her life. 
So thank you, because you brought us Immaculate So <laughs> Yes, I did. Huh? So you, you, even being able to say her name is Amazon. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, I, I met you a few years back here in San Francisco when she was Oh, really? So, so that was yeah. the highlight of my life. Oh, yes, she's ama- amazing soul. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. What a wonderful call. I'm so glad you got, so, so glad you got through. Yes, yes, and I and I and I did have a comment too when you were talking about because sure. I read it. I read the book the week Whitney Houston died, which also did mm-hmm. have um, a big effect on me as well. And, me too. And, and, yeah. and I. I and I listened to Dr. Drew, and I was a little annoyed by it because I I think there's a cause and effect thing going on with with this drug thing, and it all starts in school. Doctors aren't aren't taught body, mind, and soul in school, so therefore they come and they're prescribing drugs to people. People come for that, and they're and they're getting drugs. There's no body, mind, and spirit at all when you go to a doctor because there's many. Not only I, that, John. Not only that, John, but they're not even taught nutrition. They don't, you no, go all okay. the way through four years of medical school and not take one course in nutrition. And, of course, your body is made up of whatever you put into it. Exactly. We, we certainly chemically, I mean, that's, so just the idea that if you change if you change the kinds of foods that you eat or even the way you combine foods and uh, you know and just begin to maybe even just add some supplements to your to your uh, lifestyle yeah. um you know, but but none of that is taught. It's like the, like as, as if that were uh, an, an insane idea. It's either met, it's either drugs, it's either drugs or surgery or you know some kind of intervention uh, from external. Never looking within. You're absolutely right. And we right. live in a culture which is teaching this. I could go on a rant on this, as uh, you can yeah, tell. Me, me too. Because many <laughs> right. times I've I've gone to a doctor just for a minor small ailment, and everything mm-hmm. there was nothing wrong with me, and I was fine the next day. Sometimes it's just that heart connection that you need, you know, exactly. with another yeah, well, person, and it's just what, gone. When my wife and I separated ten years ago, um, and I was into the doc, I, I was in for something. Can't even what, remember what it was. It was some kind of form I had to fill out or something. And he said, "I heard that you and your wife separated." He gave me a prescription for uh, for <laughs> antidepressant. He walked up and he said, "Here are some of the side effects." And I looked at the side effects, and I thought, "Why in the world? You know, I should be." He said, "You you look sad." I said, "Well, I am sad. You know, we were married for twenty some years. We have all these children. And it's like it's a it's a very hard time right." now but that's not a reason to take a pill you right. know and to you know so anyway we, we just live in this culture where we did you hear that statistic on that show then when he said that we are that five percent of the world's population and 56 percent of the of the painkillers yeah i mean yeah. Uh, living in america is it that painful <laughs> and let's go to line 10 this is uh, got me interested here andrea is going to share a story about how her wish was fulfilled so I'd like oh, to hear great. that. And Andrea, welcome to the show. You're on with Dr. Dyer. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much. Hi, Andrea. Uh, hi. I am. Oh, I love you, Dr. Dyer. Oh, uh, I love you too. I'm so happy to talk to you. Um, so I mean, hopefully, I'll be able to relay this story where you could understand because I'm a little nervous. Oh, that's um, okay. <laughs> okay. So I. I'm an aspiring author and speaker as well, so that mm-hmm. I want to say that at first because oh, about three weeks ago I was having a day where I was I had taken my son to school and I was just driving around having one of those days where all of the errands were done and you know 
it was a beautiful sunny day and I just loved driving and thinking and so I had been rereading your book um Your Sacred Self mm-hmm. and you were on my mind because um a client of mine um I'm a hairstylist and a client of mine had just given me this amazing offer to join her on a trip, her 50th birthday celebration trip to uh, to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I had never been to Hawaii, and I was like, wow, I would love to do this. Um, and brought the idea home to my family, and I have a, a young son and husband. And so I was going over that situation with them, wondering if, could I possibly make this happen for myself? And I had come up, my husband said, go for it, you know, right at first. And then he started thinking a little bit more about the fact that, oh, I didn't know this woman that well, and it's very far away from where we live. And um, his fears started coming up. And so I I didn't Mm -hmm. get an answer right away. So as I was driving along, I I knew I needed to give her an answer. And I was also thinking about my book. And I was thinking about ideas, and I thought, gosh, the specific thought came up, and I thought, I wish I could just, I just wish I could ask a wise person about this specific topic. And you came into my mind, and I thought, how could I get in touch with Dr. Dyer? Could I possibly just shoot him an email, or how difficult would it be? So I I got myself home, and I got online, and looked up your website and didn't find any direct contact information that I was looking for, but I went to Hay House. That took me to Hay House Radio, saw that you happened to be on live exactly then, and I didn't even know about Hay House Radio. I didn't know about any Mm -hmm. of it. So I called in, and I was on hold for you, and I ended up, I was a nervous wreck like I am now, but I, um, I didn't end up getting on with you. But the whole time I was like, oh, my God, I had this thought, and I, it, I made it happen. You know, I mm. was close. And the woman, the next show was Cheryl Richardson. Right. And she came on, and I happened to get, be able to get on with her. And I said, what the heck, I'm going to ask Cheryl my question. And the question was about my industry and about beauty and how to resolve the the ego that comes up in the beauty industry. I thought Mm -hmm. that was a question. What really ended up happening was at the, she answered it beautifully and we sort of ran out of time. And at the end of it, she said, Oh, it sounds like Andrea, you just need a vacation. And to me, it was like my confirmation that Mm -hmm. I need to go on this trip with, you know, Going with my heart and going with and sort of walking away from the fears of others. and Right. Um, so I'm coming to Maui. Can I take a walk on the beach with you? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. If, I, if I'm here, you can. <laughs> That's easy. I'll be there May 19th through 26th. Okay, I think I am here as well. I'm uh, right next door to the Westin, so just come over and say hello. That's easy. All right. Everybody knows where I am. So many people stop me when I'm here on Maui and say, you know, I came all the way to Maui knowing that I was going to meet you, and sure enough, they they did it. But your, what your, your story is interesting because what you're saying is that 
and, and this is something that I, I, you can't teach. Um, but when it happens, the aha goes off, uh, which is that when you get your, when you get your a life aligned with your source, when you start living from a God-realized place and you know, get your ego out of the picture as much as you possibly can, um, that um, w- whatever thoughts that you have when you're in that space of like, because when you're aligned, you're in a place of love. You're just in a place of divine love. Just, everything just looks right and feels right. And when you put your thoughts on something, you, you, you start seeing it manifesting. It happens to me. It happens to me so much more frequently now than it ever did in my life. The more I stay in this state of just, you know, not being in fear, not being anxious, not being afraid, not being judgmental about things, just in a state of being, in a state of allowing, in a state of love. Um, um, Virtually anything I put my attention on, in some way or another, it shows up. And this is, you know, this is confirmation for me of of exactly what I'm talking about. And I was, I I, I don't want to say was, but... At that moment in time, I was so in the flow that I literally got an LLC that day to name my hair salon Flow. And oh, yeah, that's yeah, really, that's really, great. really. And um, where, what city are you located in? Um, Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Chapel Hill, and it's called Flow. Is that is, is it out there now, or can people go there? I have a salon currently under a different name, but I'm working on the website and working on getting it, it up and moving. What's the name it's currently? It's Andrea and Company Salon. Uh, Andrea and Company Salon in Chapel Hill. Go to over there and get your hair done. Can you do anything <laughs> for me? Now, now, let's talk miracles here, okay? Well, yeah, I wanna... you know, I can. I can. That's really? What my, that's what my book's about. Oh, okay. What's we'll it called? On the beach. Okay. What's your book called? Well, it's I don't I'm, I only have working titles right now, so I don't mm-hmm. know. And and what's the what's the theme of it? The theme is about um, the client stylist relationship um, in the salon and how hairstylists have such an amazing opportunity to be healers um, behind the chair. And, oh, and I think there's I, that I think that happens a lot in life. As a matter of fact. Before I started shaving my head, uh, one of the one, one of the people I used to look forward to going to and, and, and did a lot of healing, not only with her, but with the other way around, uh, was Deborah, who she has now passed away. But we had some wonderful, wonderful conversations. Yeah. And I hear uh, p- people talking all the time. It's, it's really like going to your therapist because, uh, yeah, you have an opportunity. And you've got their head right in your hands. I mean, you're holding their brain. Right there in your hand. Yeah, it's a a great, great concept, great idea. To find out more about Dr. Wayne Dyer or any other Hay House author, please visit hayhouse.com. Thank you for listening.